seems that the more the vaccines were administered, the more transmission took place and the more deaths took place. And that's what we want to look at here today on Viewpoint. It's a fascinating picture, but it's also a very painful picture because they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. And I have in front of me today a vast array of color pictures of individuals, most of them young people, who died instantly as a result of getting the vaccine. Which was not a vaccine because the CDC later told us when confronted with the meaning of vaccine that in fact they were deceiving the American people that these jabs were not vaccines at all because a vaccine by definition is designed, intended to prevent the spread of a virus and to keep one from getting it. And these jabs did neither. These jabs did neither. In 2020, Bill Gates, who has become notorious in the realm of jabs and vaccines, said the vaccine key goal is to stop the transmission to get immunity levels up so that you get almost no infection going on whatsoever. One year later, Bill Gates said this, we didn't get vaccines that stop transmission. We need a new way of doing the vaccines. It appears that he admitted. He admitted that the so-called vaccines were not vaccines at all. They were jabs and did not meet any standard of being a vaccine. And so they remain experimental, even to this day. So on Viewpoint today, we want to take a look at the implications of this because we have seen that the so-called spike protein injected through the mRNA uh, protocol actually not only does work for a short period of time inside your body, but continues its onward path, doing even more dastardly work that affects your cardiovascular system. So today on Viewpoint, we have invited one of the most knowledgeable people concerning this to join us. Edward Dowd is uh, joining us today on Viewpoint. He has an amazing book called Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. And as I say, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. And when you have what appear to be, well, it's overwhelming, the number of pictures that are in this book of individuals particularly young people under 40 who have lost their lives because they took the jab. Ed, it's good to have you on the program. Thanks for having me on today, Chuck. Honored to be here. Well, you have done a tremendous job, but what what we'd like to know is what exactly uh, has motivated you uh, to do this kind of work? Well, I'm a, I'm a Wall Street professional. We uh, analyze trends and uh, try to stay ahead. My job was to stay ahead of the, what we call the herd, uh-huh. uh, be first to a, tr- a trend change, get in front of it, bet our investors' money, and make them money before everybody else realizes what's going on. <laughs> okay. At least you're being yeah. honest about it, right? <laughs> well, well, that, that's what, well, it's all done legally. I mean, right. we try to get the information uh, through uh, an analyst mosaic, meaning – 
the the mainstream media and the average investor doesn't see the trend change. We sure. pick it up through numbers and statistics, and then we, you know, oftentimes we don't even care what the cause is. We know the trend's in place, but we bet on it, and then we'll figure out the cause later. But what uh, specifically how, caused you to look at this issue then? Well, because, uh, you know, I thought things were going very oddly when COVID uh, began. None of it made sense to me. There was a tremendous amount of censorship, and anybody that uh, bucked the mainstream narrative was uh, demonized, mm-hmm. especially frontline doctors. And I'm a, as a Wall Street professional, you know, we try to get information that is hard to get that's, you know, found uh, in corners of the world. And these guys were being uh, blocked from talking. And being curious like I am, I was like a moth to a flame. So I started listening to these doctors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's just the whole early treatment fiasco. They seem to want to shut down any talk of uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And then I learned a fact yep. that uh, made it, made, made, it made sense to me that for uh, an emergency youth authorization, you need to have no um, existing treatments available for an emergency vaccine. So that's when the light clicked on for me, that they were demonizing and suppressing early treatment to make way for the EUA uh, and the vaccine. Which, by so the way, the, the uh, FDA has now come out and validated the ivermectin as have others and said, well, you know, it, it's been around for so many, many years, decades, and it's been uh, profitable in so many other areas. So after the fact, they decide to say, well, it, it should have been used. It could have been used. Yeah, exactly. And, and at the time, if you were one of the doctors, frontline doctors, who said anything about this in 2020, you lost your job. Right. Uh, you're, you're decertified. I mean, this is draconian uh things that i saw as an investor so that made me very curious so i was suspicious of the vaccine from the get-go and i knew three facts about vaccines because of my wall street background i knew uh well well a couple facts from wall street and then just some intuition first of all it takes seven to ten years for a normal vaccine to be tested in human studies before they put it in the arms of of individuals that's that Mm -hmm. was the old way of doing things right and, and so I thought it was very odd that we were going to uh, do that. Number two, it was not a traditional vaccine. It was a new technology, mRNA-based technology, which is different from old vaccines. Old vaccines, uh, you know, you would uh, inject uh, a, a strain of, of, of the virus to, to promote an immune response. This did not promote that. This did not do that. This was different. And uh, it was new technology, never tested on humans before. So that, that had me suspicious. And then the third thing was Operation Warp Speed, which, you know, uh, to my ears sounds like uh, safety corners cut, rush manufacturing processes, what have you. And I also knew that this mRNA technology had been done in laboratories on a very small scale. And if you know anything about scaling from laboratory to billions of doses, uh, there's a lot of stuff that gets lost in translation. Yeah. So, well, there has been was, a lot of stuff lost in the translation, as we're now finding. And uh, even the so-called testing, uh, one test on uh, a series of tests on a backup uh, vaccine actually only involved 23 people. We'll be right back with Ed Dowd in just a few moments, friend. We're going to make his book available to you, which you don't want to miss. A picture is worth a 
100,000 words in this regard. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. How many healthy people have dropped dead mysteriously so far just this year? I personally don't know the answer to that, but we do know the answer to those that dropped dead in 2021, 2022. And our special guest today with unique qualities, qualifications, whose very work was designed not in the medical field, but in other fields in order to research and determine for Wall Street and give advice to Wall Street on the trends that were taking place. Now, one of those trends had to do, as I understand it, with medical insurance, or actually with life insurance. With life insurance. Life insurance companies all of a sudden became seriously concerned because of the dynamics that were taking place The more people that got the jab, the greater the exposure to the life insurance company. What happened there, Ed? Yeah, so this is very interesting. So just to go back to 2020, mostly older Americans, and I'm just focusing on the U.S. This happened globally. Mostly older folks died from COVID with comorbidities. We knew that. That was very widely you know, explained in the media. And young people had a very low risk. By the way, let me just interject here. In Israel, the report came out that there were no young people that died of COVID alone. Well, that that I did not know. That I, I keep learning new facts that even blow my mind. Um, I, I, I will say this. So did young people die excessively in 2020? Sure, but it was mostly old. And about 500,000 Americans perished above normal trend lines in, in 2020, mostly old. And then in, then in 2021... We had, a, we had what we call a mix shift. Uh, we, st- we had another 500,000 Americans die above the trend line. We call it excess death. But we, we shifted to younger people, mostly working age and employed for some reason. And the insurance companies saw that. They didn't really have any losses during 2020 because when an old person dies, uh, a lot of times they're retired and they're, they're not, uh, you know, they don't get a group life benefit. This is where they saw a lot of losses in 21 mm-hmm. or their whole life policies all most all paid into, and so when you know if you're get, if you're expected to die at say 82 and you die at 80, the insurance company doesn't lose any money. So they didn't take on a bunch of losses in 2020. Then mysteriously, in the second half of 2021, mind you, in the second year of the pandemic with the so-called miracle vaccine, they saw, and I'm going to quote you a number, and it, one company saw, and then we later found out the whole. Uh, industry saw 40% excess claims of death in their group life policy um, business line. That's astounding. Is, yeah. That's a 40%. business killer. Yeah. That, and let me just get, let me put some, uh, you know, an idea of what 40% means. So actuaries uh, predict death rates, and they're pretty steady, they, they, you know, especially for this age group. Uh, we're talking 25 through 44. Mm-hmm. So we call those roughly the millennials. 
they they don't they're not they're not expected to die and they don't die and if they do die it's mostly accidental uh for the most part um and th- they saw 40 percent now one executive scott davison of one america in, in indiana uh publicly stated he didn't blame the vaccines or anything but he just said we saw 40 percent excess claims in our book of business to give you an idea what that means 10 percent uh Excess death is three standard deviations, which is a very rare event in statistical probabilities. Mm-hmm. He said that's a once in a 200 year flood. That, that just 10%. He said 40% is off the charts. So we had a signal, get a, a serious health signal of something gone awry at the end of 2021 going into 2022. But Unfortunately, we were captured by propaganda and mandates, which so all these executives in, in, in the insurance industry jabbed themselves and their employees. They, they couldn't fathom nor even maybe cognitively want to admit that was a cause. So, so since then, it's been anything but the vaccine. They blame COVID, long COVID, suicide, drug overdoses, missed cancer screening. Uh, appointments, which, by the way, is a canard. No, no one in that age, age group ever goes for a routine yearly annual cancer screening. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Uh, insurance companies don't pay for tests you don't need. When you get sick, then they start screening for cancer. Right. There, there's no routine that, uh, that I'm aware of that this has gone on. So we noticed this huge shift, and uh, I was already very active vocally on social media. And uh, because I live in uh, uh, the state of Hawaii. We had mandates like you wouldn't believe. And I, I went to a lot of the protests. I personally did not take the jab. Unfortunately, I couldn't convince most of my family not to do it as well. But over time, uh, my colleagues and I at Finance Technologies, the firm we formed, have put together a good body of work that suggests these trends uh, started accelerating concurrently with vaccine uptake and booster uptake. And unfortunately, I'm here to say they, they continue into 2023. We continue to do our work and update. Uh, the numbers, and it, it's a grim outlook. And we're still uh, seeing the FDA approve a, uh, a vaccine this this past week under emergency use authorization. Again, there's no emergency, but they're using that as cover. In other words, uh, it's, it's still it's still experimental and not fully approved. Cor- correct. And they uh, tested it on, and I, I think I, I've heard I've heard uh, news reports saying either four mice or rats or 10 rats. It doesn't matter. They just tested on rats, and apparently they found that it was efficacious in the rats. We're finding that the variant that they, they, they tested this again against is a variant that only population and, and is almost going to go extinct. So much like the flu shot, you're chasing variants that no longer exist. So not only is the thing not going to work, we already know this, uh, it's going to continue to maim and cause uh, harm to people. This, this is in the numbers. At this point, I'm so frustrated. I've tried to get Congress to wear. I want to testify in front of Congress. I'm working with the government of Australia, and uh, we hope to eventually work with other governments because we have data across the globe that show excess death just exploded after 2021 across the board. Well, actually, actually a, a class action suit has been filed, I believe it's in Australia, by quite a number of people who were forced to take the jab and have suffered rather significantly. And uh, I believe it's the first of such class action suits around the world. But I would expect there would be a whole lot more of them. And yet in the United States, the pharmaceutical companies uh, claimed 
that uh, have claimed that they are exempt from such uh, legal response. And uh, so they can basically continue on doing what they want to do, say whatever they want to say with impunity. The only thing that catches them is something like the VAERS, uh, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is a relatively mild and uh, unknown system by most people, but it does exist. So what is it about this VAERS system? It was commissioned by the U.S. government, and uh, you say in your book, even with these reporting deficits, there have been more adverse reactions and deaths reported to VAERS for the COVID vaccines than all other vaccines combined over 32 years. Now that would seem to me as a former trial lawyer to be an exemplary piece of evidence. What say you? That alone, plus all the evidence that's been accumulated by, you know, people like myself and others, all the uh, medical literature and the studies that are going to be coming out, this is going to be a boon for class action lawyers for years to come. Uh, the, the, the immunity given to the pharmaceutical co- uh, companies in the U.S. can be broken if it's proven that there was fraud uh, committed and that they knew uh, that these vaccines would harm. We've already analyzed the um, uh, the, the Pfizer clinical trial and the Moderna clinical trial that they did uh, uh, d- do. And by the way, it should be noted to your listeners that they tried to hide that clinical trial for 75 years. There was that's uh, right. A, 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 there was a lawsuit that was successful. So we've got the data, and we looked at the data. And on our website at financetechnologies.com, spelled with a ph instead of an f, you can read our report where we show that within the, their own data. The safety uh, signals were so strong, they ignored them and kept going and decided to uh, put this out to the public. The safety, the rates of severe adverse events in their own trial, we're now seeing in the general population at large, and we statistically linked them as the same order of magnitude in the jump in disabilities in the U.S. and the death. So, you know, look, do we know this uh, with 100% certainty? Uh, No, but we're, we're also investors, and we... Uh, you know, we, we weigh the preponderance of evidence. We don't wait for, you know, the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or the doctors 10 years from now to say it was the vaccine. Yeah. We, we, we go with what we see with our own eyes. Exactly. You need, in other words, you need to go with informed consent, so to speak. And you're Correct. the informer. You're the one that goes out and tracks the information. You inform the investors in Wall Street, and they have to make a decision. And uh, so you have every reason not to deceive them, but rather to look at the best possible scenario for their investment, but be very careful about uh, seeing trajectories that are unfavorable. And uh, so that's what you've done here. What, a, what an amazing uh, piece of work here. And I know that an awful lot of people who are not lawyers uh, are going to find this particular book helpful It's called Cause Unknown, friends, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. It's full color, full color, pictures of individuals. In fact, in addition to the pictures of the athletes and other individuals who have died, it also contains a list at the end of 550 as a sampling of those who died. 
their names, who they were. 550 of them. This, friends, is an effort to try to help us to understand the reality of what we've talked about here for two years on this program. We haven't tried to hide it, nor have we tried to exploit it. We've tried to woo, we've tried to warn, and we've tried to win. Now, the book, again, Cause Unknown, it's a 20, excuse me, it's a $30 hardbound book. It's a big book. And it's yours for $20 on our website, friends. Go to our website, saveus.org. Get a copy. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. It's going to help you to visualize, to really see what we've been talking about. Dr. Marty McCary of John Hopkins University said the CDC director said if we vaccinate a million children, there might be 30 or 40 cases of mild myocarditis. And they said if you get myocarditis from COVID, that's worse or happens at a higher rate. But that's not true, said the doctor. The studies have come out. Europe reacted by banning the Moderna vaccine altogether in young people in many parts of Europe and everybody under 30. We're now learning that there's significant heart damage. 31% of people having physical activity restrictions, 63% of children after myocarditis had evidence of heart swelling months down the road on MRI. So we are playing with fire. Now, when you hear a doctor from John Hopkins University say, we're playing with fire with regard to these so-called vaccines, you would think that there would be a significant warning uh, picked up by the American Medical Association, uh, by uh, just a wide variety of so-called leaders out there. Why aren't they picking up on it? This is, this is, this is one of the greatest cover-ups I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. And, 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 and I think part of the problem is there was such a uh, institutional momentum uh, that every global government got on board. A lot of the healthcare institutions got on board. The doctors got on board. And now that we're, we're, we're finding our worst-case fears to come true, they, they're having a lot of difficulty in admitting it. And, in fact, they're continuing as if everything's fine, which is what happens in cover-ups. You, mm-hmm. Once you admit the whole house of cards crumbles, so they, they, they literally—it's all. I, I people ask me, "Do you think the FDA will approve this uh, booster?" I said, "Absolutely." They can—they cannot afford not to because once it's found out that this one's not approved, the whole house of cards crumbles. And so they did so just this, approve another booster. Yes, yes, they just did. just this week, just this week, and then the, and then the CDC recommended it, and the, the head of the CDC is now recommending this. The, the, this cover-up is so bad that we're starting to do more research, more work, more data is becoming available. And this is not in my book, but it's, we're going to publish a report soon that's going to indicate um, what's going on in the U.K. with cardiovascular excess deaths. We proved statistically that they're not anecdotes, that cardiovascular deaths in the U.K. are 
um, many standard deviations above norm. Including that of airline pilots. We'll be right back after this, friends. Stay tuned. Edward Down, our guest. Don't want to miss out on the rest of the program. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. About a year ago, friends, there were five pilots in the U.K. who died all of a sudden in a period of a week or two. Airline pilots, qualified, working, and all of a sudden just died after they got the shot. It echoed around the airline industry. More and more pilots were refusing to fly with anybody who had the shot. And many others were refusing to get the shot that were being mandated by the airlines. Now, what do you think, my friends? Would you want to fly with someone where the incidence of a heart attack is increased 30 40% because of them getting a shot mandated by the airline that is committed to keep you safe? Think about it. Maybe you don't want to think about it. But we have to think about it, don't we, Ed? Uh, we absolutely do. And if anyone's flown in the last 6 to 12 months, you'll, you're, you've probably been alerted to the fact there's lots of delays, lots of mechan- quote-unquote mechanical issues or mm-hmm. uh, paperwork issues. And what those really are are a, a, a shortage of staff. Um, people, not only are they dropping dead from heart attacks, they're getting increasingly chronically sick. And mm-hmm. staff shortages and disabilities are rearing their ugly head in, in the airline industry. And I think two weeks ago, United Airlines had to call a shutdown of all flights because of staff. They called it equipment issues, but equipment <laughs> issues, uh, I, I guess by They couldn't get they the people to, to keep the equipment up. Yeah. So they had to shut down every flight. Uh, for a day. Uh, they just didn't have enough staff. So we're, we're, we're being met. Uh, the, the strange things you see aren't strange if you understand the root cause. The root cause is the vaccine and the injuries and disabilities and deaths it's causing, which, you know, if you understand anything about what's happened the last 30 years in, in industry, we've had this called just-in-time inventory system where mm-hmm. everything is calculated so they could cut costs so they didn't have excess people so that everything had to work. But you, you start having a bunch of people calling sick or, you know, getting disabled and you can't find someone to replace them right away, everything breaks down. And that's what we're seeing. You're seeing it in the airlines. And, you know, uh, the, the pilots, 
are tested every year. This is an industry standard. And recently, about about eight nine months ago, the FAA uh, had to change the band uh, with which uh, the heart test is done. They had to increase the range because pilots were test. So many pilots were testing outside the range of their heart health that they would have had to shut down the industry. So they just the FAA just kind of you know increased the band. No problem. Make In other words, it. turned a blind eye. To the situation exactly. and said, well, we got to have you so. Yep. And this is where we are, people. And this has got real-world implications. You know, the mainstream media isn't going to touch us with a 10-foot pole. So, unfortunately, I wrote the book to alert people to save lives. I wrote it for my family and my loved ones. You know, and I hope you use it for yours that don't agree with what we're saying here today. Because my the way I, I present the data and, and the, the individual stories is, I've heard change people's minds because it's not, it just is. It's just a phenomenon that is. I have the data to show it's occurring. And then you can, you can determine whether you think it's the vaccine or not. You're more than welcome to, but something's going on in our global healthcare system where more people are dying, getting disabled and getting chronically ill. And that's not supposed to happen after a pandemic has ended. Particularly when you look at the young athletes, those say 30 years of age and under who have no previous health problems, no evidences, nothing to indicate that they would fall and drop dead, either on the field or in their sleep or whatever, as a result of myocarditis. But they are. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I used to keep track of them and report on them here in the program, and I just gave up because there were so many. It's, it's frightening. The, the, the thing we need to think about with this, and the media is doing its best efforts to normalize this, and a lot of the arguments you hear is, well, people, this, is, this, is hap- this happens all the time. No, no, it doesn't happen all the time. Did it happen before 2021? It sure did. There's actually a study that was done in it. I talk about it in my book, the Lusane study, where they tried to get a, you know, an, an idea of how often this occurred. They did a 38-year study where they, uh, you know, scoured the records and they found globally 1,101 sudden athletic deaths uh, over this 38-year period. And they, you know, it was under 35 years of age and had to be uh, death on the field or on the way to the hospital. And there was 1,101, which if you just, you know, do simple math, is an average of 29 a year globally. So it happened. But now it's happening with such frequency that, you know, people anecdotally are seeing this happen, you know, in their own communities. And this is not something that happened. And if it did happen and you were alerted to it, it was a strange event. This is happening all the time. And we'd be lucky to have a month since 2021 where we had uh, 29 global deaths in one month of sudden athletic deaths. In other words, that's a smaller number. Yeah, that's a smaller number. And we've had months well over 100 since then. Okay. But this is this is this is this is uh, what we call on Wall Street a, a trend change. Uh, the, it's, it's a frequency change. The, the frequency with which this occurs is ten to twentyfold above what it was the prior history of you know the globe. And here we are, and we're supposed to believe that it's not the vaccine because it can't be. But that's the only thing that changed. And a lot of the athletes were mandated. And a lot of schools mandated, and, a lot, and, and I know in Hawaii that if you wanted to play sports, you had to get the vaccine. So, 
when you see these sudden athletic deaths, the likelihood that that individual had the vaccine is probably 90 to 95%. So why is it that there are no autopsies or reports being done as to cause of death? Yeah, that's super interesting. Apparently, autopsies uh, years ago used to be done with more frequency. They're being done less and less. It's a cost issue and a I don't want to know issue as well, Uh unfortunately. Uh, this is this, we need to do autopsies uh, uh, on an ongoing basis to figure out what's going on. And I think the unfortunate problem is they know deep down that if they do the autopsies, the, uh, the, the results will be it was the vaccine. Well, the chief scientists of the World Health Organization said there is no evidence right now that healthy children or healthy adolescents need boosters. No evidence at all and yet that's exactly what the h uh health and human services is uh, mandating to the educational system in our country uh i have the article right in front of me now hhs appears to forget to redact email urging to expand covid mandates for students we'll talk about that when we get back from this upcoming break friends the book Cause unknown, our special guest, Ed Dowd. Uh, The epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022, uh, this is a a heart tugger. It really is. It's a hardbound book, $30 hardbound, full-color book, yours for $20 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get the book in your hands. Say, Ed, very quickly, on a different vein, uh, you survived the fires out there in uh, Hawaii, and my understanding is that there's a great cover-up going on with that as well. Yeah, there's uh, cover-ups going on uh, all over the uh, globe, and the Maui situation is no different. I, I don't know what happened other than there was a, a fire, and the response to the fire was so inept that I believe the cover-up is to, is, is to make sure that, uh, you know, the local government officials don't take any blame. But it was so bad, the locals here, the local Hawaiians, have figured it out pretty quickly that this was a total breakdown of why you pay taxes in the first place, and people now, people per- had to had to uh, fight off and do everything they could to evade police that were trying to block them into the fire zone so they couldn't get out. The you know I've I've talked to people who know some of these first responders. The firemen did what they could do. They did a heroic job, but they didn't have water, so it's hard to fight a fire without <laughs> water. Yeah, so, so, so they they did what they could do, and the police. Unfortunately, we're taking orders, and they didn't even understand the orders, and eventually uh, people uh, started just taking matters into their own hands. And the unfortunate mm. tragedy here is um, those who listened to authority uh, had a, a higher likelihood of dying, and those who ignored and ran for the hills uh, lived. That, 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 that's the truth of the situation, unfortunately. Wow. All right, friends, we're going to head into a break here, but I want to – Uh, urge you to seriously consider becoming a partner with us day after day for 28 and a half years. 
We've been confronting the deepest issues of America's heart from and home from God's eternal perspective. Today, we're not talking so much about the spiritual aspect. On the other hand, it's implicit. Because when you have moneyed organizations and politicians and even doctors and their associates who are confederating together to mandate something that they have no reason whatsoever to believe is going to be efficacious or even safe for the American people, and it's purely experimental. You've got a heavy spiritual issue involved. You really do. Where's the love of the people? Where is the sincere care for the people? Where is the Hippocratic oath, do no harm? Hmm. Where is that? It appears that the love of money was the persuasive thing. The love of money and the love of power, perks and position. Isn't that where corruption finds its heart? Power, perks and position. No wonder the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. We find that with the pharma situation, don't we? Hmm. And then we find it also with regard to political power. So maybe one of the things that we should be looking at is not just what happened, but why it happened. What were some of the motivating factors behind all of this that has caused so much pain, so much loss, both financially, but in terms of loss of life and all? We'll talk about that when we get back. Stay tuned. This is you. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Today we're exploring once again the issue of COVID and the vaccines, the jab, looking at it from perhaps a slightly different viewpoint, uh, as our special guest Ed Dowd, uh, whose expertise is in Wall Street as a Wall Street investigator, uh, looking for things that either will help or would deter people from investing uh, there in Wall Street. And so he's, he's an inspector of statistics. Uh, that's what he has been doing. So, Ed, in your book, <laughs> you have a chapter called Seeing is Believing. And one of the things that I have noticed and I don't know how many people really notice this, but our televisions are filled with commercials about 
this kind of medication, that kind of medication, prescription, and so on. And then, after they've told you all of the wonderful, efficacious things that this thing is going to do, it's going to be better than sliced bread, it's going to brush your teeth and keep them from ever rotting out of their head, it's going to extend your life by 150 years, and then at the bottom, they give you this little caveat series. And I turned to my wife and I said, can you believe if anyone would ever read those things that they would rush out and get that prescription or ask a doctor for it? I mean, those warnings are horrible. So here you have a series that I'm making up into those warnings here from your book. A 2013 study. Here's, here's what you might find at the end of a promotion for the vaccine. Vaccination may spike flu worse if exposed to a second strain. That's been the case with COVID for billions of people. <laughs> Can you imagine that at the bottom of one of these commercials? Well, here's another one. 2018 study. Acute respiratory infections increase following vaccination. Another one. <laughs> A Danish study showed a 40% increase in infections in the first two weeks after Pfizer-BioNTech vaccination. Think about this, friends. Here's another one. At the bottom of the promotion for the vaccine, COVID vaccines will leave some people more vulnerable to infection and sickness. Some people will experience side effects, including cardiac arrest, blood clots, stroke, and sudden death. It's not a laughing matter, but, I mean, these are classic. Don't you think these should have been on every promotion, whether it was given by Pfizer or J&J or Moderna or the White House or the CDC or uh, uh, Dr. Fauci? It seems to me they all ought to have had this kind of thing appearing on the screen. What say you? Uh, I'd say that was intentionally left out because it would uh, cause hesitation. They wanted everyone vaccinated. So they wanted anything that caused hesitation was excluded. And, you know, we know for a fact that when these doses were delivered to the um, pharmacies, the Walgreens, the Walmarts, uh, the CVSs, the insert uh, for the uh, vaccine was blank. Blank. Usually the insert has all the uh, side effects. It was blank. Wow. Uh, so, and, and, and you are correct. This, every time uh, someone on CNBC or these ex, so-called experts came on, there should have been a disclaimer of the side effects, but none were given. And this was a uh, 100% full-on concerted effort to propagandize the country and the globe into taking these shots. Without okay. Even dispo- that. Without- my- go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. That, my friend, brings us to... The next issue, why? You see, it's one thing to say we have a virus. It's another thing to say it's a new variation and it's spreading rapidly. It's another thing to say, and there might be many more people that will suffer from this than from a regular flu. On the other hand, we have statistics showing that the deaths from the regular flu annually have ranged from 400 to 600,000 every year. So, we weren't told any of those things. Why? Why is it 
that all of this, you use the word propaganda. Why did we need propaganda? Why did we need all of this promotion? And to hide the negative effects purposely. And to spread this like panic-stricken spreading, like crying fire in a theater. That's what they did. They cried fire in the theater. That would have vast legal ramifications. So why did they do this? I want you and I to have an open conversation about that. Why do you think they did it? Well, in Give me my one book, or two I reasons. I, I'm going to give you my speculation. Okay. I left it out of the book because, again, I wasn't in the room. But we, the book is about what we, the evidence. Let's talk now speculatively why I think it happened. Mm-hmm. I have some intuition being from Wall Street. Um, there was a considered effort for the vaccine for some reason. And then a bunch of institutions stood to profit from it. And the institutional momentum behind it took off. And a lot of our institutions, unfortunately, this, this corruption didn't happen overnight. COVID just didn't magically appear, this corruption. This has been festering in the FDA and the CDC and other institutions for a long, long time. All right. And when, when this vaccine came, the, the, the dollar signs uh, floating around in these people's heads were so large. They were so excited. We had three institutions that really, well, four. Uh, we have we had the pharma industry that uh, stood to make uh, billions of dollars under the color of law mm-hmm. uh, by mandating a product. I mean, basically a forced product, a forced sale. Uh, Unbelievable. That was mandated. Now, let me give you an idea of how much money. That, for, Pfizer alone took about 100 years to get to $40 billion in revenue in 2020. After the vaccine introduction, they went to ninety billion in one year. Let me say that again: forty billion, a hundred years to get to forty billion, one year to get to ninety. Okay, so there, there, there's there, and, and of that, and from those profits, they then gave money to media, mainstream media, in the form of advertising these products. Mm-hmm. So the mainstream media was complicit and took the money and uh, shut down any dissent over it. The media also got money from the government. Uh, to promote the vaccines and dismiss any dissent. That came out in a FOIA request. They get about a billion dollars from the from the Biden administration. So this is a vast, coordinated confederation or conspiracy to defraud the American people and deceive them. Well, and it doesn't even it does, you didn't you don't even need a bunch of uh, you know maniacal uh, cigar smoking, scotch drinking guys in a conference room. When money and dollar signs are flashed around, people move. And so the, the momentum behind this uh, got everybody uh, – it's classic money, power, and greed. Mm-hmm. And the power folks were the politicians. They, they were going to get more money from the pharma industry and the lobbying uh, efforts and their you know, raising of campaign funds. The power comes from them being able to tell people what they, to do, and they just love – these are power-hungry people. Then you had the uh, media tech uh, – the technology giants, social media companies hop on board to censor any dissent because they were going to get big government contracts to surveil all these vaccine injections. you got to remember, uh, the plan was to get quarterly boosters, have a vaccine passport for the rest of your life, and if you weren't up to date, you couldn't do anything. Talk that was about, the plan. Talk about uh, somebody filling up their private bank account for the rest of their lives. This is, this is amazing. Now, you mentioned yeah, politicians so- now. 
And I want to step in and give you my further take. And that is, this was deemed necessary in order to drive the nations into a new global government. That's what it was for. That's its ultimate purpose. And uh, even Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, basically said so. He said, we have to seize this opportunity. Like Rahm Emanuel said years ago, don't let any of these emergencies go untapped. So we have to seize this moment to take full advantage of it to drive what it is that we're about, and that is to establish a one-world government, a one-world organization, and power. So when uh, John, uh, what was you saying? The environmental czar for uh, Joe Biden, John Kerry, he came out and he said upon Joe Biden's inauguration, he said, he is now the catalyst to carry the Great Reset and its agenda to its conclusion, the New World Order. That's what this is really about. And the money is a huge motivational factor because everybody gets to to drink at the trough in the process. But the real goal, the greater goal, is we must, this is our moment, to seize the moment for the grand global government we have been working toward for the past 50, 60 years. This is our moment, and we must seize it. We can't let anything get in the way. And that, my friends, is why they're after Donald Trump. Even though Donald Trump was used because he didn't know anything about the virus. He had to depend upon those who were so-called experts who deceived him. You know how we know they deceived him? Because even Deborah Burks, who was alongside Dr. Fauci, over and over again in the presence of Donald Trump before Joe Biden came on, said in her book, she could not believe that the American people would so easily succumb to their pressures to get the jab. But that's not all she said. She said, I never believed that these so-called vaccines would keep people from getting the virus or spreading it. Really? So then what did she believe? What did what was in the back of their minds? Think about it. Think about it, my friends. We're looking at something that's far bigger than anybody can even imagine. And it's not over yet. It's turning into a legal zoo now. To disturb and disrupt, not just through deaths, inordinate deaths, but the use of the legal system to undermine and destroy the very safety of the justice system that we thought was so wonderful in our country. We're looking at something that's much bigger than most people think, Ed. I'm convinced of it. 
Maybe you wouldn't go so far as what I've shared here, but I'm convinced that it's true. And uh, go ahead. uh, I'll add, I mean, look, again, I'm not in the room, but you did cite some public comments by some of these individuals. These people have said what you just said. So, So whether you want to believe them or not, they believe that they want to establish a one-world government, that they want to establish a great reset. They want to guide us through uh, this, quote-unquote, situation that they may or may, not, may or may not have created for us. Yeah. What, I will, what I will say that I think a lot, and, and why I was super suspicious of the whole COVID thing in 2020, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Wall Street guy, and we had the great financial crisis. And we didn't solve any problems after that. We, we solved the debt problem with more debt. And mm-hmm. we pushed, we kicked the can down the road another 14 years. And in 2019, the global economies were rolling over and looked like they were going to implode. But then uh, uh, we uh, had COVID mysteriously come and, and, and the central banks were able to print and take us uh, another couple of years down the road. Isn't I that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Well, I'd I'd love to have you spread that one further here, but we don't have time, Ed. Thanks so much for joining us here on the program. I really appreciate it. Friends, his book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021-2022, a full-color, hardbound book, a $30 book, yours for $20 on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. Friends, what we're doing here, we're, we're seriously dealing with the issues of our time. This is not sensationalism. We're trying to help American people, and particularly Christians in America, to understand the dynamics of what is taking place right before your eyes. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.